This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Today we have something very special, a special guest on The Public Speaker Podcast. Best-selling author and comedian Judy Carter is here to give us her three best tips on how to add humor to any speech. Using Judy's tips, you can better engage your audience and achieve your goals. Check out Judy's newest book called The Message of You for more tips on enhancing your public speaking. But first, this episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. I've almost completed my newest online course called Powerful Presenter, and I've been finding great images on Shutterstock. They've got over 20 million high-quality stock images, illustrations, vectors, and video clips. I love that they add new images every day, over 10,000, and they review each one individually to ensure the best quality. Their image search tool is great. You can look by topic, of course, but you can also look by color or emotion to find just the right image that you need. Of course, I also like their flexible pricing options. I usually purchase using the image packs, but you can also purchase using their monthly subscription. And you can download any image, any size, for one price. If you haven't tried it yet, go ahead and sign up for an account. You don't need a credit card. You can just start using the account You can put the images, save them to your light box, and then when you decide you want to purchase, you can just use the offer code LISA3, and new accounts will receive 30% off any package. That's Shutterstock.com, and use the offer code LISA3. Make sure you know that I sent you. Hi, it's Judy Carter. Ooh, I love having my own theme song. Today's podcast is how you can add observational humor to your speech because people love speakers who make them laugh as well as having good content. I was at a National Speakers Association meeting and a newbie was asking, well, I speak on a serious topic. Do I really need to add humor to my speech? And the answer, of course, is no, you don't. Only if you want to get paid. That's why in my new book, The Message of You, I put in a thick chapter on all the formulas speakers can use to instantly get laughs. And before I was a speaker, I spent 17 years on the road as a headlining comic. And using a few well-worn comedy formulas, I can show you quick ways to add clean, observational punchlines to your speech. Clean because you want to get paid, and hello, you're no longer eight years old, and very often people have to listen to you while they're eating lunch. Hey, nobody wants to hear about your genitals or your bathroom habits while they're choking down soggy trout. And if it's sexual or scatological, skip it. As far as the observational aspect, observational humor conveys confidence and spontaneity, and creates immediate rapport with your audience, and it leads to repeat bookings. Oh, I can already hear you protesting. Oh, spontaneous observational humor, but I'm not a comic. Listen, this is the good news. Getting laughs as a speaker is a lot easier than doing stand-up. Speakers aren't expected to get huge laughs every 10 seconds, so when you do deliver a funny line, it's a happy surprise. Plus, using real-time observational humor can win an audience over. They appreciate being in on the joke. They appreciate your awareness of their surroundings. That's right. If you know how to look for it, there is funny happening all around you. 
There's funny in the parking lot of the convention center. There's funny in the hallways you prep to go on stage. Hey, look, take a look in the mirror. Now that's funny. So here are three formulas you can add. Be brave. Add these setups to your speech. They're guaranteed to work no matter what the topic. And if you need more formulas, get my book, The Message of You. Formula one, get a laugh in the first 10 seconds. Seems impossible? Here's how to do it. In the first 10 seconds, you want to take charge and you want to get a laugh. And the way to do it is by asking the audience to applaud something. By asking them to applaud, you are showing them that you are in charge. By asking them to do something, you are assuming the leadership position. So the, let's just say the MC has just introduced you. You can say, thank you, Darren. What a great intro. Let's give him a hand. And the audience will applaud. Okay? Now, if let's just say you observe and everybody has the same observation that let's say, for example, this happened um, at a gig. The MC had a very, very deep, deep voice. It was very deep. So I said, hey, thanks. It's a great intro. Let's give him a hand. Applause, applause. And what a great voice you have. Now we all know exactly who it was that played Darth Vader. Everybody cracks up. Why? Because they all had the same observation. And like I said before, people like to feel like they are in on the joke. So mentioning something obvious and inclusive accomplishes that goal. And when the audience knows you're just making it up because it's like immediately there, they give you a lot of leeway. So it doesn't have to be uber funny. And you don't always have to plan for the first thing you'll say. Like, allow for some spontaneity. It might scare you, but your audience will love you. And that's a great way to start off your keynote. So what you can do is you can find out and observe something that went wrong or something that went right, but something that everybody has in common and ask them to applaud it. Hey, let's have applause for the dessert chef who gave us cake and pie. I mean, you could pretty much mention anything for them to applaud, and they will. Like, for instance, let's just say everybody is sweltering, and you notice that, and then someone fixed the air conditioning. Hey, and let's have a guy who just fixed the air conditioning, or maybe the clogged toilets, or maybe the mic that was squealing a moment before. Or here's another thing. If they've had a party the night before, hey, let's have a hand for the very generous bartender from last night who gave us all our hangovers. Woohoo! Or sometimes I've have if there's a guy on the spotlight and I'm walking around, I can say, hey, let's give a hand to the guy in spotlight who's so good. Look, he obviously passed his drug test and he's able to follow me. Or, this is a good one, let's have a hand for all of you guys for surviving three days of meetings. Or, <laughs> uh, let's have a hand for the people from Canada just for always being so nice. Now, spontaneity is a skill of an experienced speaker, and your ability to risk being spontaneous in the first minute, it's going to grow with stage time, but eventually you need to take this courageous step and trust your instincts. 
observational formula number two is you are the joke. And in this formula, we say the words, I know what you're thinking. And then we say the advantages of what we know that they are thinking. So let me explain how this goes. In this case, you're poking fun of yourself because let's face it, when a speaker steps on stage, they are facing an inherent hostility towards know-it-alls. And the best way to curb that judgment is engage in some lighthearted self-mockery. And having the guts to laugh at your own expense not only creates laughter, but it creates likability. So here's how you do it. Start off by making a list of anything that the audience can see that could be considered negative. This could be um, your age, you're really old, or you're really young, or this could be your, you have really bright hair, or you're limping, or you're in a wheelchair, or this is just anything that the audience can see about you. And obviously, I'm short is better than I'm lactose intolerant because I can't see this. Now you want to make a list of the advantages of these negative attributes. You want to find a contrary point of view and find the positive. And here's the formula. I know what you're thinking. Act out what the audience is thinking that they observe about you. And then you go, hey, there are advantages. And so it goes like this. I know what you're thinking. Does she realize her hair is the same color of a bag of Cheetos? Hey, there are advantages to having hair this color. I have a part-time job as donating my head to guide planes into the gate at the airport. This way, this way. Try it. You'll like this. Formula three is the list of three. Three has a comedy rhythm that just works. And using the list of three formula, you're going to set up a pattern with the first two serious ideas, lead the audience down a path, and then twist it on the third. For this formula to work, it's an absolute necessity that your first two statements are real and serious. You lead the audience down a path of sincerity and then surprise them with a joke at the end. They never want to see the funny coming. The surprise is what makes people laugh. So here are two easy ways to set up this formula. I call them big, big, small and small, small, big. So we start off with a setup about your topic. And this, if you're a speaker, this should be about your content. This should be something very serious that you're conveying to the audience. You're teaching them something. So let's say your statement is, after all, it's a scary world out there. We've got terrorism, the war in Iraq. Lindsay Lohan is out of jail. It's scary. So let's look at this one. We set up with the word scary. It's a scary world out there. And this is called big, big, small. We have terrorism. We have a war in Iraq. Those are big things. And then the third one should be something happening in pop culture, something small, um, uh, something insignificant. Maybe it could, because the first two are terrorism, war in Iraq, they're global issues. Maybe the third one should be um, that um, you have acid reflex, um, you know, and your mother has called five times today. Something small. So let's look at another setup called small, small, big. All right. So here's an example. There are three subtle clues that your relationship might be over. 
there are three subtle clues that your relationship might be over. You've stopped sending each other love notes. You're not kissing as much. And come on, come up with it. You can do it. You can do it. So let's look at this. You're giving three subtle clues that your relationship might be over. You stop sending each other love notes. You're not kissing as much. These are all true. And then the third one wants to be something very unsubtle. Your husband's moved in with his new girlfriend. <laughs> you know, your your boyfriend has issued a restraining order whatever that is, and you get the laugh. And the secret to doing this is by doing it just quickly. Do it quickly. Don't telegraph that you're going for a joke. You should be delivering your content on this, and the third one needs to be funny. Um, and you can use this formula by inserting the, pro the audience's biggest problem on the third turn, so it's really about them. I have to tell you, this formula saved me. I was hired to speak at a cosmetics company. And I was, and I was told that management has announced that there'd be no bonuses that year. And management actually asked me when I got up to speak to do something funny with that. Oh, can you believe that? I, that was such a tough assignment, but using a list of three helped me get a laugh. And I also knew that right before my keynote, the audience in this cosmetic company would be doing workshops on conceptual selling. So this is what I came up with. I said, boy, I understand that you learned today about conceptual selling, and that means that you aren't selling lipstick, but rather the concept of beauty. And that's not about the mascara, but the concept of glamour. And I guess it's not about the money, but the concept of a bonus. Well, I have to tell you, people didn't see it coming. They literally, literally fell off their chairs. The list of three is also a great way to make your PowerPoint slides more entertaining. Break up your learning points into a list of no more than three bullets and always have the third slide be a funny surprise. And speaking of three, I'm going to end this with three rules you must follow when adding humor to your speech. One, never use a joke you didn't write. Finding a joke on the web does not count as writing your own. If you didn't pay for it, you stole it, and stealing jokes is not funny. Two, don't add off-topic funny stories to your speech. This may seem like a ludicrous thing to say, but the point of adding observational humor is to make your speech funny throughout and not subject your audience to a long-winded story that has nothing to do with your message or your content. At the end, you may not get a laugh and wind up, you know, with, uh, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> so... Make it relate to your content. And number three, look for landmines in advance. Whether you, whether speaking overseas or for an American uh, company's national conference, don't assume that your punchlines will pack the same punch for every venue. Do your research. Try out material on someone in the know about cultural sensitivities, your audience. You know, because sometimes when you travel to a foreign place like North Dakota. Uh, it's like being a foreign land because when I went up there and I went, oh, geez, and they went, we do not use that kind of language here. So you might want to check it out. And if you need any more information, I'm at judycarter.com and get my book, The Message of You. Thanks, Judy. That was great. And just to remind you, this episode is brought to you by Shutterstock.com. With over 20 million high-quality stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and video clips, Shutterstock helps you take your creative projects to the next level. 
For 30% off your new account, go to Shutterstock.com and use the offer code LISA3. That's Shutterstock.com and use the offer code LISA3. And just a quick reminder, too, that time is running out to win the iPad Mini. If you want to put your Smart Talk skills to the test, take the Smart Talk quiz or sign up for the challenge at SmartTalkSuccess.com. Finally, I'll be delivering a free webinar this Wednesday, March 20th. It's called Smart Talk, Powerfully Persuasive Presentations. You can learn more at FreeFromLisa.com. That's FreeFromLisa.com for more information about this free webinar. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. dirty